Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Like it's it, to me, this is the worst episode of the season. So with that, let's start. <laughs> Welcome to Survivor at Home, the podcast. My name is Jordan. I'm here alongside my co-host, Andrew. Andrew, welcome in Survivor episode five of Survivor 43. How are you feeling today about this episode? I'm doing well. And if I remember correctly, Alex himself texted me saying, interesting episode, lots to talk about. So I don't know what you're talking about, man. This is good. (laughs) I'm excited to be back. We want to thank all our listeners for tuning in and especially want to give an, again another shout out to Hartley Jafin from last week my son my five-year-old son literally minutes before recording here at 9 p.m on Thursday October 20th he says are you recording with Hartley Professor Hartley again so he's now a household name as is uh, London Steve and John Wani and Alex and you said winner. sorry to disappoint you sorry to disappoint we you. have we merely have Alex. We tonight. merely have. Well, they did. He's well, still crying himself to sleep, isn't he? They literally said, oh, "Who's Alex?" <laughs> so, and we've buried the lead here well, on this one, know. but we do have a special guest today in Alex Street, and you can tell he's one of our most comfortable guests because he's the first person, uh, first guest that we've had on. Who, as soon as we hit record to start the podcast, <laughs> he immediately intervenes and brings up a controversial or hot take, and. Um, yeah, so welcome in, Alex. How are you? Do you want to repeat that? That might have made the opening anyways. I'm not sure where the listeners are at at this point, but do you want to repeat your statement here and let's get going with a hot take? This is great. I'm so excited to be here. I love this room. I love this podcast. Uh, you guys are fantastic and this just gets better and better. Um, just like I thought Survivor was and these episodes would get better and better. And yet I think episode five here was the worst of the season yet. Um, a lot of the same thing that we've seen and uh i'm excited for something new to happen but as it is i'm here to talk about this one so let's get into it shall we <laughs> let's do it man jordan kick let's us off do man. It. yeah opening let's get scenes. going opening scenes we see a big topic of conversation on the podcast last week um, and in the survivor community last week was the decision making on who to send home you have this group of Lindsay and James and Carla and Cassidy who clearly are working together, but, uh, and to get out geo is their plan last week. And then all of a sudden Lindsay gets a little bit uh, scared, paranoid even. And that's what makes James and Carla nervous. And they end up flipping the vote onto Lindsay. And it's kind of like you go with someone who, you know, is good with you, but is getting really paranoid versus going against someone um, uh, versus going, taking that person out that you, you believe you can trust, but she's paranoid versus someone who you don't really want to work with. You see how hard they're playing and they're going to play with a, a conniving way. And that's not how you want to move forward in the game. Yet you have to make, have to make a decision on who to vote out. They vote out Lindsay and there's questions being brought up. Cassidy was worried about Lindsay's paranoia. There's just so much going on within that. Alex, did you have a take on what you thought was the best move to make last week before we get going with this one. Yeah, I, I'm not, 
it, it's so, I think what's so interesting, what's really showing up uh, in these last few seasons. And is I think is really highlighted this season is the, how much the small tribes affect this, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the six person tribe. Now you're like, every move feels like it could be their Like this could be their game changing move though. We're not even at the merge yet. So you've got James and Carla who are really good players at this point. I think they've got a really good chance. And so at this point, whether they vote Lindsay or not, like, I think they're kind of going like, we can't have loose lips like this. It's going to sink ships, you know? So whatever she's got, whatever panic she has, they're like, this clearly isn't going to work. So how do you you not get paranoid? How do you play survivor on a tribe of six people and not be worried that it's coming? They're coming for you. Yeah. I that's, I, you've got it. It's gotta be trust at some point. I that's, that's what I don't, that's what was so good about it. And you guys talked about this last week, but the, those little clips where James or Carlo is like, what can I do to help you trust me? And James is giving everything he can to her. Like, I don't know what else to do. You've got to trust me. And that's it. You just, at some point, Lindsay would have had to say, okay, I, I do. And then go and like have a little meditation time or something or go and scream at the beach to get out your frustration and anger and then go to tribal and trust these people. But that's it. I don't know. Well, and Lindsay's downfall wasn't paranoia. It was the outward expression of her paranoia. That's good. There's, a, there's an element of survivor that is about paranoia. That's good. You should always have your head on a swivel and think someone could be coming for me. What if that happens? How can I get out of it? But when you show the outward um, manifestation of your paranoia, that's where people get nervous about you. And, and that's where we saw James and, yeah. and Carla specifically really get nervous and upset and having to feel the best move is to vote her out because they just can't deal with that paranoia. You should have your head on a swivel. You should know that at any moment, if you get too comfortable, you could be the, it could be you. If it's too good to be true, it might just be you. But in this mm. case, Lindsay showing that and being so persistent was what uh, what got her in that episode. I really do wonder like how how many people sitting at tribal council on any given night, but I'd say especially now with the smaller tribes and that earlier in the game, how many of them really feel like, you know what, there's no chance I'm going home tonight. Like mm-hmm. if you're on Survivor, yeah, how do you live with that that knowledge that it things could have switched? There could have been a quick conversation that happened without me, and and it's me tonight. I, oh man, that's, that's the beauty of the game. Obviously, we don't have to go into this, but that's that's it. And you're right, Lindsay just shared that a little too much and wouldn't let go of it. So here we are, and on the beach talking it through, and everyone's like, "All right, well, she went." And Cassidy's like, "Yeah, but who voted for me? That's what matters." Well, the the revenge. How often does the revenge piece really work in Survivor? Like just because you got one vote against you, plus she's saying that everyone um, that everyone voted for Lindsay, which isn't true. Someone also voted for Geo. Geo had one vote there. It wasn't a it wasn't a straightforward vote. Um, they had a vote for Cassidy, a vote for Lindsay, and sh- when you get zoned in on revenge, that can get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure anything term. else from the beginning there? Nothing from the beginning. I just was curious. From you guys have played in these online reality games, and then in even in person, different variations uh, and texting and late nights, but you've played now enough that do you feel like you can learn something after feeling that initial paranoia? Like, is there an advantage to someone say who's gone through a tribal council already or someone who's gone through a season of a game 
like this already where they can then show up next time and just maybe be a little more composed than Lindsay would do. Cause I even heard Tyson talking about early seasons for him being like that. And I just, again, I think it's easy to point fingers, but I think I'd be, I think I would be paranoid. Like you said, there's six people on the tribe. One of you is going yeah. home. The game is about lying. I feel safe. Yeah. Maybe I'm going home, but what's your experience so, having played in these games? So I have two examples that are polar opposite in this one where I've been a part of a vote where someone's paranoia ended up being their downfall. Their paranoia and they're wanting to do too much and micromanage too much was their downfall. And we had to vote them out for almost that exact reason where we, um, we had it set, we knew who we wanted to vote out. And then someone kept pushing other agendas and making sure that, and we just went, okay, fine. We'll vote you out. Then you're not going to go with the rest of us. We'll vote you out. And so that I've seen that paranoia manifest. I've also been on, and you can, if you want to go back and hear the breakdown, head back to an episode from last season called pouring rain, poor Jordan. And where we extensively broke down being too comfortable. I like how you have the titles of our. Oh, I know the title. I have, you don't know how many times. You don't know how many times. I've just ready that title. to go. Just, just scrub through to minute 23 when you can hear the tears hitting the microphone. And, What's, uh, it was minute 24 and a half. What's the Anchorman the reference? Like the, the jazz flute. Yeah, jazz flute. I'm not I'm not really ready. But then Jordan just pulls out like, yeah, obscure references. And eggs. <laughs> yeah. And we're not even talking Survivor, the show podcast. We're talking our Survivor at home variation you know, with a hundred listeners, which we really do appreciate, but that's, that's fantastic knowledge, Jordan. That's why you are paid the amount of money that you are to do this program each week. And Real life experience, want. baby. He's, He's got like, it all. He does have it all. He really is uh, leading the way here. And we're grateful for that. As always, if you want to follow Jordan on social media, you can do so. And he will be very happy that you did. Yes, but, he will. Yes, he, he is. Um, I, I have to say, I really like Cassidy. Uh, and Carla talking here and just seeing it seems like they're on a different level and again as the audience it's easier to be on you know on board with the winning crew but they clearly know what Gio and Ryan don't and that is that they are the ones steering the ship and I love that these conversations they say you know uh, I want their egos to be stroked their heads to be big because that's when people make mistakes Carla says I'll be watching I'll be waiting so let them do that you can see this happening and it what leads is a very almost awkward, cringy episode, as the use would say, with some of Ryan's interpretation of the scenario where he thinks they really are out in front. And it's it's almost hard to watch as we go through this episode. Yeah, it's set up well. I think the way that they did this, right, to see all of that and see they come back and they talk that uh, talk about, you know, who voted for me. And then, you know, immediately Cassidy's got this thing out for Geo. And then Cassidy and Carla go and you're like, all right, ooh, there's something cooking here. Ooh, okay, let's see this play out. And then thankfully it does. The survivor gods, you know, this the, to jump ahead, we see this tribe fully go at it where we haven't seen them. We didn't see them for three episodes. Now the last two, we really get to see them work and scramble here. And uh, I, I guess, you know, that was, that was an interesting level of this, but gameplay stuff, this is where I got, I kind of checked out this episode, but we'll get into it. We yeah. will get into it. Yes. Thanks for keeping the listeners interested with those negative comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. So we move into the next day and we get to zone in on the Baca tribe. And we've got a couple, why are you doing this? Or what are you doing exactly moments here on the Baca tribe in a series of events? The first is Ellie and Janine are idol hunting together. I don't know that I'd want to idol hunt together because then I got to show someone what I found. 
So there's the first, mm, are we sure this is the best idea? But then they split while hunting. So one like kind of guards to see if anyone's coming while the other goes to search. Could you just walk back and say, oh, I didn't find anything? No, go, go tell her. Then they, they find the beware advantage, decide to open it. Nothing against that. I, I'd suggest opening it as well. Go for it. Why not? You're on Survivor. Where do they go to open it? In the, the, water well. the well. The water well. <laughs> they open it in the middle of this. Everyone, every season has a water well. Everyone everyone's everyone's well hydrated now. Yeah, Let's you know, there. you know that place where everyone needs to go often to get rehydrated and the scorching heat of Survivor, like the one place they can find natural you know, resources to consume. <laughs> Let's open it and right there. The way this water well specifically is set up, it's kind of easy to sneak up. You might not see someone or hear them coming, come around a tree. And guess what happens? Owen then walks up to them reading it. They can't come up with an in the moment, in the moment, we were just laughing over whatever they get, they get caught. They just went total toddler mode, oh like caught God. with the Oreos <laughs> in their mouths. You know, it was uh, uh, nothing. We don't have anything like <laughs> Owen's like, what, what have you got there? Uh, yeah. So, so I, I want to so know about good. the camera work there too, because right. Do the that camera, is it, this is like my conspiracies. Like do the camera, people have little buzzers almost on each other and someone might who's overseeing it all have a little buzzer on the camera woman or man who's there with ellie and janine and as the owen is walking they get a little buzz on their side which means hey something's coming like get your camera ready because to cap what mm. they pan that camera panned towards owen as he's walking through the bush yeah. before they even saw maybe that even Tip them you can think also with the audio, think- it may not have been the audio at that exact moment, right? They might have yeah. said that audio three, three minutes before when they were in the bush. Don't yeah. let Owen see this. And then they just dub that over this moment when he's sneaking up on them. Yeah. Um, so but still, I don't know how it all works. They're forced to tell Owen. Uh, so now Owen has like knowledge, knowledge is power, even though he doesn't have that actual knowledge is power advantage that comes later in the episode, but he mm-hmm. knows that they have this beware advantage and what they're and can make a decision based on that. And then it keeps going. And Ellie just outright tells Sammy about Janine's <laughs> idol that she has. So now this tribe is such a mess. So now it's not just the tribe dogs. <laughs> this has been happening for the last couple seasons. It's this, no, I know, but this, but, this, but this moment, you're right. This, yeah. this is the, like, this is all of this sort of knowledge sharing dropped in one moment in oh, one tribe that is already sharing way too much. And, so then and whatever. Everyone knows about it, except it. for Gabe, Gabler. Everyone else knows about it. Ellie uh, then, or Janine is trying to get the, the um, beads from everyone gets it easily from everyone takes a bit of negotiation with Gabler. Ellie thinks that Janine's not going to get it. And then Gabler melts like butter, according to Ellie, right to Janine to give it to her, which then Sammy tells Gabler later about it. So now the whole tribe is aware. And does Janine know that Sammy knows? No one knows that Gabler knows except for Sammy who told him. (laughs) Information. Sammy knows everything. Sammy right? knows, uh, I he knows so. that Gabler knows about his idol, but the girls the don't. Thing is, the only thing is, does he know that Owen knows about the idol? That's the only kind of information I don't know that Sammy knows. That Owen knows about the, the bead idol? Yeah. No, this... that Owen knows that Sammy knows about the bead idol. I'm sure we didn't <laughs> see that. I, I would guess that Ellie and Janine yeah. had a yeah. conversation of like, okay, Owen knows. We might as well just yep. kind of come clean to 
Sammy about what's happened here. And I, I think that wasn't just it's, Ellie's decision to go and talk to him. That's fair. So, but this tribe Bizarre. is they just, might as well just be walking around naked on the beach. Like just here's everything. Yeah. See it all. With the necklace around Janine's neck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Where that says idol. <laughs> yeah. So you guys played in a couple survivor games together. And then in Kel's Survivor, we actually got to hang out with Kel, flew all the way from Winnipeg here to just the great to city us. of Toronto, just to mm-hmm. see us. We had a great time, mm-hmm. had a couple of drinks downtown Toronto. Lots of fun. And uh in Kel's Survivor, you guys were paired. I know that you worked together, mm-hmm. but did you feel the need to tell each other when you found something like an advantage or an idol? So, so I did. <laughs> I did tell, I think every, every piece of information that I could possibly come up with Alex knew about from my end. I, I choose to strategically in my mind withhold information. Because that is all that you have. So even with my closest ally, Jordan, in that game, while I am, while I got an advantage, I didn't tell him right away. I waited until it was necessary to tell him. And then I got an idol. And then I actually at one point held four idols as it is and was holding on to four idols when my closest ally, Jordan, got voted out, blindsided. Mm-hmm. And of course, the conversation between us has been, well, why didn't you tell me you had four? I told him I had one. And he was like, ah, should you play it on me or not? And the whole thing is like, well, if I told you I had four, he would have been like, play it on me. I feel weird about this. I was like, well, I didn't want to tell you I had four because I wanted, I wanted to hold on to them for when I need them and can release that information That's to interesting. my benefit. I would, want, I would be curious to know how many people listening, even if they had a close ally in a game like Survivor and they had four idols in their possession and their ally they knew may be at risk would you know how likely would you be to use that idol because you clearly didn't give a crap and you're just like i'm keeping these four <laughs> i mean idols i also did, I, I, we were all blindsided let's say that so like that's not what you told me after <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's a wrong way to play i'm learning and i'm listening I'm and not, i've listened a lot out on, of this just but to my be clear. i no, no, no. I can't see see because I live this firsthand. I've I'm not saying it was the wrong thing to do not to tell me. I'm just bitter because it was like I it wouldn't have knocked I wouldn't have gotten knocked out. Well, yeah, right. So <laughs> I don't think it's I the wrong thing it, to do. I, so we're talking about we're talking about there's a difference between just sharing the information and then playing it anyways. You mm-hmm. you still could have known that I had four and I may have been like, yeah, sorry, I need it because I've got my stacked game lined up. Um so that that's where I see, it. and that's where I go. Like this tribe is just nuts because oh, yeah. everything's out there, and then you're going to spread out in the merge, and everybody knows everything. And what you've lost the advantage of secrecy. Well, I don't know and, where this went away in the game. Yeah, we've been talking about this really since we started the podcast. Maybe it's our yeah, fault, yeah, for Jordan, sure. because last season this is I feel like when it really started to unravel. Yeah. But every secret is shared, and not only does Baca know everything about each other, but they all know how that idol came about. They know it's the beads specifically. So when the merge comes, which is next week, kind of slash the week after, yeah, 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 yeah. it's gonna just take some small conversations to find all the cracks and find Ooh. out who ha- who was collecting beads and who who was wearing a bead. You know what I mean? Like everyone's yep. gonna know. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, of oh, course. Gonna Carla's go. gonna have a necklace, and Gabler's not gonna stick with them. He's gonna go over and talk to mm-hmm. someone else yeah. and. Yeah, there, there's no way. The, I mean, so, which is 
I think what happened last season too, I believe overall most players knew well, by the point of the merge that the idols from yeah. the, the, the secret phrases were right. uh, like who had them, how you had to get them through those weird mm-hmm. sayings. So this is, and, and they really didn't still try to flush those out. That's the other new thing about the, the recent seasons of Survivor. And not too long ago, that was like, okay, number one, scrap everything else. This person's got an idol. Let's get them out. Like that yeah. really had a lot of yeah. weight in a vote. And now it's like 5% maybe of a factor, depending on who you're talking about. So that is interesting about, yeah. Like have idols lost some weight, have idols and advantages lost weight in the game as they've played with them, twisted them. And, and what would be the cause of that? That's hmm. Hmm. This is the first time me thinking about this. Yeah. Well, thank Interesting. you. I once in a while I have good things to say. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I think it's a real, I think it's a real, consideration though because um and maybe that's why people feel more comfortable talking so openly because you're not targeted like we how many times jordan have we said on this podcast like why why haven't they even flushed that yeah, idol right. out yeah right and yeah. it just doesn't happen because even in survivor so home, hoping they would do that with gabler first vote yes first vote yeah. idol flush Oof, wanted that so yeah, just get it get rid of it right away yeah well the problem is is that if you flush an idol someone becomes that fall person, right? And right. no one wants to be the fall person for the idol flush. So yeah. if I'm like, let's say for example, in that Gabler one, who did they vote out instead in that? Um, Mariah. In that, was it? Mariah. So Mariah gets win. If Mariah gets win, that they're going after Gabler to flush out his idol. What, what am I like? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to? Interesting. Play when that's what you're telling me to vote Gabler, I can't vote Gabler. So then you have to come up with another plan. Yeah, to have right. the Numbers to do that, right? So it's. You're the, so smart. Okay. The yeah. secondary part of the yeah, the unintended consequence of trying to flush an idol is someone, if someone who's getting voted out in place of that idol catches wind of that, they're not going to like that plan, okay. and they're okay. going to want to promote that plan. This is interesting that you brought this up because later in the episode, something very similar happened. There's a conversation when Coco was heading into tribal where mm-hmm. Cassidy is sitting with Carla and James, and they've learned now that Geo has this advantage mm-hmm. and they say okay now that we know he has an advantage we do want to target him for that but then cassidy says guys you know if we, if you go for him and he does something to that advantage like my name is the other one is the fall woman you know and she right. says you know if you were in my shoes you would you would advocate for the easier vote in ryan as well not geo whose advantage might screw me over here i thought that was just an interesting moment and what like what yeah. would you do in an if you're an alliance of three and one of you, like I, we propose that in Jordan, I say to you, yeah, we're going to target Geo. And you're like, yeah, sure. But he, if he plays that advantage, I'm probably the one that gets screwed over. Like, do I, as your alliance member, then turn and say, yeah, you're right. Let's just go for Ryan. He's the easy vote. But two things. One, the advantage is not an idol. They know the advantage. Well, it could be There's, an idol. They know, they, but they know what Carla knows what it is by that point. Yeah. Carla, if but he, she doesn't. Yeah, and and no one knows that Carla has the idol. She's kept that hidden for the time being. I don't think right. Anyone, so I think when she James when she said that he got an advantage, she didn't tell them what the advantage was. She um, said that he told me. I don't think she told Cassidy and and no, James. We didn't hear. I, I'd right? be curious because to know then that, that would have been like, well, why do you care? And you could tell she was sitting there. I know we're jumping ahead in the episode here. We but are. She was sitting there with this. She looked nervous. She looked like she was really considering. Do I tell them or do I not tell them? Mm-hmm. But I think to that point, Andrew, 
that's an interesting play. If we are an alliance of three, the three of us, and you and me, Andrew, are like, yeah, okay, well, this is the thing. Jordan's going to be the fall guy. And Jordan's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I have a propensity to be like, yeah. I mean, somebody's got to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it and, and how many people would self-advocate like Cassidy in that scenario where you understand it's a good move, but I don't want to be like, of course you would go to bat for yourself. So yeah. I, I just thought that was a cool little moment that you brought up, Jordan, because it you don't always see those extra conversations, but they actually, mm-hmm. have, I think, hold a lot of weight in how they a do. decision is made. They do. Um, okay, we skipped ahead. Let's move back for a moment here and then catch up to where we were at. Uh, the immunity challenge comes in. Um, four members tied together, obstacle, obstacle course. Um, did you notice? So everyone went to climb through the uh, the first part where you had to go through all those bamboo sticks that were through a cube, except for the Vesi tribe. They crawled under. Um, just a different uh, different way of doing that. Coco is first through to that final element. This is a new one. I haven't seen. You got to roll the ball up a platform, and then there's a flat t- top of it, and you got to roll it up at the right speed so that it sits there. It's like one um, of those rigged games at the Stovale Fall Fair. Yeah, you right. know, like just yeah. get it up here, guys. Give your money away. I feel like I've seen it before. Maybe, it, but now that maybe? you're saying, it, I think maybe it was uh, Australian Survivor. Oh, something like that. Yeah. But I think there's the extra, ones- the added element yeah. was that they start like six feet back, so you yeah. have to. Mm-hmm. There's no rolling Hit the platform and have it still find a way to roll up. Look tricky, little little tricky. Um, Coco gets there first. Vessi gets to the the last element second. Did you catch the rare? This hasn't happened in quite a few seasons. The rare Jeff Probst voiceover mid challenge, where you can tell he's in a studio versus they're just have his mic um, at the no. challenge. Did you guys catch that? I didn't notice it, but I love it when I oh, do notice great, it. What, great what catch, Jordan. Yeah, there's just uh, there's a moment where I think he's explaining he's explaining about how you have to get the right momentum where the ball rolls up and then sticks and stops at the top and doesn't roll over. And he's just explaining a bit about that. And it's just so clear that there's no background noise, no ambient yeah. noise in it. He's in a studio with a microphone telling you this, and then it goes right back to, it's like a little thing that I noticed, but I think it's, um, we haven't seen that. If you go back through the first 10, 15 seasons of Survivor, you'll notice that all the time where they do voiceovers later. And that's, you know, that's part of learning. Now, Jeff with his tendency to yell and scream a lot during challenges, they generally don't need to do voiceovers anymore, but they felt like there was a a moment here where they needed to um, do that. I didn't catch that. There you go. Vessi, who get probably about three sentences of attention in this episode, win immunity, um, and and we move on. We never saw their beach. We never, other than when um, after the end of the journey, that's the only time we'll see their beach in this entire episode. Uh, Coco, Ryan, this is where the episode, I thought, if there's anything interesting in this episode for Alex, mm-hmm. this is an interesting <laughs> spot, where Ryan has two of the three balls you got to land on the platform, on the platform, he then rolls one up, and it's clearly just too much momentum, too much speed on it. Knocks them all off immediately, at least on camera. Immediately, Sammy wins it for Baca um, and turns around. Did you catch what he said? Something nope. about carnival games, wasn't it? He said, hey, bro, I don't go to Chuck E. Cheese that much. This isn't that easy. <laughs> I like, like Sammy. Ball. It's like a ski ball game. Rolling yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, Coco goes back to tribal, and then we get the confessional voiceover of Ryan saying he basically threw the end of the challenge. Did you? Or did it just happen to be that you right? made a bad decision that was... and it, it worked out that you 
lost the challenge. Did we? He, did we throw it? Are we sure? I. That was. It didn't look like it. But I think, man, that's a weird part. It's hard for us to look at that and yeah. say one way or another because we didn't have anything ahead of time. I bet the producers were like, man, I wish he had said something ahead of time or they could have just cut that and shown that of him thinking about that at all. But as it is, now he's back playing it. We go, eh, kind of just looked like a mistake. And now you're running with it and you're okay with the outcome anyways. Okay, whatever. Like, that's what I think. I yeah. don't know. It's, it's, we just don't know, but I wish that yeah. they've been so good at like creating those moments for us yeah. Yeah. Uh, this season. And I think especially in last season of like, you know, when they show the flashback, they're like, oh, and then they, sh- who, who was it? Uh, Nasir, when they, yeah. like he yes. played his idol and then they showed the flashback mm-hmm. of how he found it. Like those sort of moments have come up. And I, f- I feel like this would have been a really good one for that as it mm-hmm. is we're just taking his word at it. And yeah, Who knows? I don't know. Then he gets also, really weird after this and like really cocky and yeah, strange. Knowing Anyways. the result of this episode, I feel like the producers who were editing it had a lot of fun with putting some of these quotes in because they get a brilliant <laughs> quote from Ryan in his confessional. I know when Jeff says fifth person voted a survivor, it's going to be Cassidy. Again, are we sure about that? Yeah. The, like calling it well before you haven't talked to your tribe mates yet. There's only five of you things change on a literal dime in this game. And I know when Jeff says fifth person voted a survivor that he's going to say Cassidy. Well, to your point earlier, I think last week or the week before Jordan, you talked about overcompensating when we lie and sometimes people make extreme statements. So when you're watching this as a fan, the way that they've produced it, usually it's brilliant. And so, you know, We've come to learn, though, that, okay, it's probably not Cassidy. Like, there's no way, because it's just too obvious. I would like to see one episode where they, they include that, and then, oh, it is Cassidy that actually goes home. Mm. Because, yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, usually when there's a statement like that, you're like, okay, it's not Cassidy. Yeah. Well, I would be fine, like, him making that statement and it end, it getting on the show and it end up being Cassidy, I would be fine with that, but from an entertainment standpoint it's got to have a million turns before it goes back around to that. Right. That would be funny if it's like, and, and the fifth person's going to be Cassidy. And then it just cuts right to like tribal and Cassidy is the person. <laughs> it. It just, that's the episode. Right? Like yeah. the episode has a whole, and idol plays and, and he was plays correct. and it yeah. ends up being Cassidy. Cause we've had obvious votes that, that are at least seem obvious in the beginning and then twist and turn and go around and switch to someone else yeah. and switch to someone else. And then at the last second, they change back or an advantage or an idol causes it to be the original person going out anyways, but you get that drama mixed into it from all the confusion that goes That's on. where if, if there's, if there is a winner's edit, uh, I, you know, I would, I would put my money in at this point, probably on Carla, mm-hmm. um, because of an episode like this, where they show Ryan playing his game so strongly and thinking he's so in control and then what happens at the beginning of the episode, Carla says, well, let him play his game, whatever he wants to do. And then later on, yeah, actually, we're going to do this. Well, no, maybe we switch. Maybe we take control. And she actually finds out that there's the advantage. She plays this. She is completely in quiet control of this tribe. Yes. And they elevate Ryan's buffoonery to therefore kind of carry Carla's story of leading the way 
You know what I mean? Like it just, it's yeah. showing up in that well, way. And I, that's for, why I love this. I, I think everything you said is accurate, except that the last few seasons, when you think of a winner's edit, you would pick someone like a Carla, but it, it's actually someone more like a Ryan who ends up winning in terms of they're a bit silly. I'm thinking of Marianne, you know, who or is Cassidy or Cassidy, yeah. right. Someone or even Sammy right a little now. bit, although he's pretty strategic too, but just, you know, Ryan's game where it's seen as a bit almost comedic and, Marianne was like that and you know joking around and almost getting her you know chopped leg chopped off by Jonathan and you know you don't take her too seriously and then maybe she turns it around and she does and so maybe Ryan will do that my point is it's I've tried to do that the last couple seasons of honing in doing this podcast like okay this person is getting a winner's edit and I'm always wrong all right well here it is you hear this when Jeff says the winner of Survivor 43 he will say Carla the other thing from Carla, I don't think it'll be Carla. No, Carla had a really too good. Yeah. Carla had a really good quote at the beginning of the episode as well, where she was, ta- I think it was Carla who was talking about building up someone's ego. Cause that's when they get blinded. Jordan, if you actually listened to me talk, you would have heard me say that quote before. <laughs> oh so. no. Oh no. <laughs> if Jordan's those listening as well, everyone time Andrew yeah. gets on the mic, Jordan just goes, hmm, what's the hockey score? I, oh, I, I everyone, down. exactly. Everyone listening in the car, making dinner, hanging out with your family. Uh, Jordan, anytime I talk, Jordan does his eyes go like at the clock behind you, you know, not just not tuned in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always puts his snooze timer on and Alex wakes me up when he when he gets back in. But thank you, Jordan, for uh, buzz him like the survivor cameraman. I just buzz him in. That's right. That's right. You're back. Andrew sounds like he's finally winding down his thought here. (laughs) You can go use the washroom, go get a snack. (laughs) Andrew's on one of those rants again. He's talking about go. something. Back to uh, Jordan. Okay, Here bring us go. back to the island, Jordan. Yeah, hold yes, on. Did, okay. Did, let me ask, I did have a serious question, though. Alex okay. what, and Jordan, but Alex first. What do you want to know as a fan? Do you want to know uh, pretty clearly who's going to be voted out in the episode, or do you like that more and more they leave us hanging until the very end of the tribal? Oh, it's the look, it's the only payoff. Oh, not the only, but it is the payoff of Survivor, the vote, who's mm-hmm. voted out. So you cannot, even if you teased it at the beginning, it always feels like a, yeah, okay. Like there's, or there's always a risk just, and that's why I say, imagine being sitting on those logs there. If I'm as a viewer saying there's always a risk, that it could be anybody. There could have been a twist. I definitely don't like it as much when yeah. it's obvious who it's it obvious. is. Yeah, That's when I sit here at the end and I go, yeah, I knew. Yeah, we knew. I think, and I think Survivor does a good job of this, but what I like is I want as much as they can scenarios laid out of what could happen yeah, 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 and see what choice did they end up making right in this episode, there were a couple of scenarios. I think there were two or three laid out that could possibly happen and the fallout from them with the advantage being a little in the back of your mind. And sure enough, when that last vote is read, you're pretty sure it's going to be spoiler alert. If you haven't watched this episode, you should already know who's going home, but um, uh you hear the it's two two and the, the last vote is coming. You're pretty sure it's the right it's it's Geo yeah. who's going out. But there's a little bit in your mind of something could happen. Like yeah. Carla or James could have just flipped their vote and gone with the Cassidy vote. They, they could have gone rogue on that, and it leaves you. So I want to know what options there are to make it dramatic at the end. That's yeah. well said. Yeah, because that is Survivor. You're you're yeah. usually considering a myriad of options right and mm-hmm. to have if they only do show the one course it's actually not fake at all to show quite a few different mm-hmm. possible scenarios yeah that's that's well said jordan i take back my earlier mean comments 
Thank you. you. Thank you. Can we just all, erase them all now? of them? No. <laughs> I have four. I have four that I'm keeping, and I'll just get rid of one mean comment. Ooh. It's the oh, possibilities man. that make it, ex- it interesting. Thank right. you. Thank you for that. Good reference. Uh, um, so we go into the journey. Geo, Jesse, Janine are all headed on the journey. And this time they got to um, paddle in that boat and chat and get to know each other. And Geo dips straight into Noel's playbook of I'm in trouble. I'm on the outs. We're headed to tribal council anyways. Um, and right away, I love, I love it when stuff like this happens. Janine gets her confession of like, I'm not buying this. No way. I got to do my own thing. The, the last guys gave away the advantage. Easy. I'm not, that's not happening. I, I got to do my own thing. And then you see a confession of Jesse where he's weighing the options. He knows Gio's going to go for the risk. He's pretty confident. Janine is also going to go for the risk and he's got to make his own decision on what, uh, what he wants to do. Um, I was actually when they revealed all three, were you guys actually shocked that all three of them risked it? This is the first time we've seen something like yeah, that. Yeah, I did not think that Jesse would. Yeah, that's I what thought I he, thought. They, they actually have a good situation there on the island. I thought those four were bonding pretty well, and that was not a wise move. Um, yeah, if anyone... Yeah, to, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, if anyone who maybe shouldn't have, it might have been Gio, but he wasn't self-aware, right? And mm-hmm. Jesse, I like their quotes, him and Janine at least. J- Jesse said, like, I'm here to set a, an example for my kids to dream big, go for it. So I don't think there ever actually was a question. He said whether or not I was going to risk it. And Janine too, she's like, I'm here on survivor. I have to do it. This is what we've talked about. You know, increasingly you got to play like it's not your first time, but it's your second time. Like you're doing the moves you wish you had have done. And obviously you need to be calculated. I had said earlier on, I didn't mind Carla and others being hesitant, not taking a risk, but I also completely get it when someone just goes for it. It's like, why not? You have a one in 18 chance of winning a million dollars. There's going to be some luck along the way. Take a calculated calculated risk and go for it. So, but I didn't expect all three still yeah. to flip that over. So, I do, yeah, go ahead. The one, the one thing about Janine is in this episode, she already gets an idol and now goes and tries to risk her vote for an advantage. I think it's yeah. Sammy who has that confessional of, Oh, she's like, watch out. She's mm-hmm. playing hard. She got an idol and now she wants to double down and take an advantage when you're already in a good spot and trying to be too like part of, part of the game of survivor is if you're again, this is another thing that was said on the episode. If you're perceived as playing harder than everybody else, then you're going to become the target. Yeah. That's something that. that I like. I almost tattooed that on my arm. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is that's a good one. <laughs> take note. That's a, that's a, because I would play that Janine role. Yeah. Great. I found something earlier today. Today is going to be a, today is a lucky day. Here we go again. Um, but yeah, you've always got to think, how's this going to be perceived when I go back? Yep. And yeesh, shares everything. Now they know everything that she, that she just did that. Exactly. Yep. And now yep. Sammy knows she's leading the way on this right yeah it's not just the, the advantages or the idols she has or doesn't have but it's the fact that she's going that. for them wow exactly this, yeah that's a good exactly catch right. i didn't see him i i missed that part Jordan. yeah he was in like some sweater and it was clearly just a different time confessional but uh but yeah he did have that have that quote so then geo get ba- gets back to camp and this is what i figure was probably the smartest move to do tells everyone he didn't risk his vote and he's got a vote and we're all we're all good to go but then immediately walks away and tells carla i thought geo's closest ally was ryan 
but he walks out and tells Carla instead about the advantage. What an episode for Carla. She's just kind of leading quietly from the back, controlling everything, feeding Ryan's ego the whole episode. Just let him do his thing. And Gio is the, tells her first of anyone about the advantage that he gained. Well, he didn't know he had an advantage yet, but opens it up, gains the advantage. The knowledge is power. And immediately you can just feel the cheeky smile coming from Carla of, <laughs> I'm glad he does not know about my height. Right. Because that is perfect. That's why you don't tell people your business. Yeah. Carla, well done. That's why. That's right. Why. Exactly. The problem for Carla. Does anybody is, know? I don't hers? think anyone on this tribe knows about hers. Maybe James does, but I don't. I don't she remember she went around to each of them individually oh, yeah correct? yes yeah no right. she just was talking to james when she was considering do i open the beware advantage and she came and was like james would you oh, do it and he's like yeah man. Right. i remember she's that. like okay i gotta okay. go do this and then yeah, yeah weaseled exactly. her way to make a necklace the, the problem for her about the beware advantage is that everyone else in the game other than her tribe knows about it so when they do inevitably merge well i think the merge is coming up next episode mm-hmm. when they do merge if anyone sees all those beads that she has, they know that she's got the idol too. Yeah, that is an interesting piece of this that I haven't, right? again, that I haven't considered is like how this is all going to play out. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that's that's what I'll say about this season right now. It feels like, um, I just I just caught up on uh, Better Call Saul. Like five, it's five seasons. There's one more season to come out on Netflix. I love Breaking Bad. And everyone's like, you got to watch Better Call Saul the first couple seasons are as slow as you can be. And if you don't know anything about the other show about breaking bad, you don't know where the story is going at all. And then it just ramps up like a car, just constantly accelerating. And I feel like that's what this season of survivor is going to be is like, they are building things. They're setting the table for a feast in the last, you know, eight episodes or so here. And as you say that, I wonder if the beads thing is going to play out. And even this idea now that there's going to be two people that don't have votes at the first tribal. Right. Um, Gabler's safe at the first tribal. Gabler still has an idol yeah. to play at the first tribal. He so has to play it too because it's only yeah. good for one tribal. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that's in play right away, mm-hmm. which plays even more to this idea that the game doesn't start until merge. Yeah. But you, have to get, you have to get to and the merge, yet, of course. Exactly. How do you get there? And yet the last three votes, including tonight or this episode, maybe even more than that, have been pure blind sides. Yeah. Right? It's not, we've had in the early part of 41, the early part of 42 pre-merge, you kind of knew who was going home. Everyone knew. People tried to make it entertain. It was, it was pretty obvious for the most part who's going out. Lindsay was a blind side. Gio was a blind side. Uh, Mariah got blindsided like, the votes that we're seeing come through over and over and over again in this season are blindsides. Even if they're many early season blindsides, the players don't see it coming. Hmm. They, they think they're safe. Geo was convinced he was safe. Ryan was convinced Geo was safe tonight. Um, Okay. uh, Just quick guess, hot take of the last pick a number 100 votes on survivor. So what is that? 10 seasons, maybe, I don't know. Um, How many of them, have not been blindsides. Oh, there's lots. 18? So it also depends on what you define as like how pure exactly. does the blindside have to be. To so be now we've got measurements of blindside, but we're oh. using the same word all the time. Yes, you've got different 
you've got a different scope of it because if someone if someone knows that their name is out there but doesn't think it's them and they get voted out is that a blind side versus someone who has no clue their name is uh Sophie from <clears throat> from Winners at War she had no idea that that was coming and most people in the game had no idea that was coming when she got voted out huh. that's different than if you're going into a tribal and you know it's potentially you but you think you're safe and someone else is going what's like it just i don't know what's it's just long, interesting long because i think the whole game is help you don't want people to know that you're voting for them so there's an element where it's it's always going to blindside the person if they know they're going home like you see it very rarely where they are making their desperate plea or they just resign to the fact that they're going. Well, but in have, this context, yeah. I have the definition right here of blindside. <laughs> the story of Michael Orr, a homeless and traumatized boy who became an all-American <laughs> football player and first round NH. <laughs> Sandra Bullock with the big blindside vote. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even get through it oh man <laughs> oh i think i'm so funny that is really good yeah well done oh man but yes that's a good question i don't know it's something that's, that i've thought of a lot we talk about blindsides all the time the players always talk about it but it feels to me like yeah that actually that was just a vote yeah um i don't know and then occasionally it really does feel like you know he's he's walking geo just walking out going what yeah i felt i felt like survivor 42 we didn't see a true blindside until high's vote at like eight or nine and then he you're right and he celebrated it yeah right because and that they, felt like oh yeah yeah that's good. and then it was blindside 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 to finish out the season for the most part but it, really everything before that from an audience perspective felt fairly obvious maybe there's an exception or two in there but for the most part it felt fairly obvious or if it wasn't obvious when the vote ended up happening, you go, yeah, I, I, we saw that coming. Like that player we knew yeah. wasn't. And part of it is from the fan and audience perspective as well is we generally liked high's game and he was good and he was entertaining and he was controlling. He was a big player in the game. There was moments in the season where we thought he'd win. So him getting voted out and not seeing it coming doubles, doubles down on that blind mm -hmm. side, right. As an audience, we didn't necessarily want to see him get voted out, liked his gameplay. So when he does go out, it feels that extra extra bit into it that can play into the, the feeling of the blind side. That's good. If I wasn't a co-host on this episode, I would have written in and asked that question. So thank you for uh, amusing me. Oh, speaking of speaking oh, of, yeah, speaking of questions. questions. Segway. You have it there, Jordan? <laughs> I do not. Okay, yes, I have it. I do. Okay, go. This is from... Kel, again, we mentioned Kel. You know, other people listening, by the way, you can write in questions so that we don't have to keep reading Kel's questions. Anyway, on the latest Rival podcast, season 42's Chanel said that playing ORGs, which means online reality games, which Survivor at Home, our game, is one of those. Uh, she said it helped inform her gameplay. Alex and Jordan, how do you think playing in several online seasons of survivor would inform your potential real life survivor experience. Oh, go? Oh boy. Uh, I mean, we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but yeah, we, I think we've talked on it about it in past episodes uh, where we've been on yeah. this together, but I, but again, for sure. And to sit on this and think about this, no doubt 
I know myself better uh, now than I did before playing Survivor at Home. Mm-hmm. I know who I am and how I would how I play this game, and where my strengths and weaknesses are uh, in other people's perceptions. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. Other, let's say that I understand other people's perceptions of me more clearly now than I did two years ago. Right before playing my first ORG. Um, And I think that's the most valuable thing that I could take that. And that's, that's awesome. That's incredible for life. Forget playing survivor. That's, that's actually something I've taken away and implemented in my like lifestyle is like, Whoa, other people perceive me differently than I think. Yeah, obviously Alex, but um, it's a, it's a great opportunity to, to really lean into that and see Mm -hmm. that. I think for myself, a lesson that I've a little bit different than that, a lesson that I've learned is there are times where teamwork and working with others and thinking of others is super important, but also to step back and make a decision for yourself and understand that it might not be in the best interest of everyone around you, but you need to make, I don't want to say selfish decision, but a decision where you're thinking about what's best for you is important. Um, I think that there were, you know, in, in a couple of experiences, there were times where I didn't take control of what I needed to do. Mm. Um, and I think back to in survivor 42, Mariah, um, or Maria, she came in and she had talked about her, her story was losing her brother and being a mom and everything about her life is, um, in reaction to the, the sudden grief and or the grief and loss that she feels along with just kids and family all the time, all the time. And she says, she comes out to Survivor and she's like, this is my chance to think about myself. Ultimately, she gets voted out early because as Marianne broke it down, the M names, um, uh, the women with an M name get voted out super early every season of, of Survivor for the last, I think it's 10 seasons or so. It's a crazy statistic that she's got on that. But um, she comes in with that attitude of like, this is my chance to think about myself and play for me. Um, and not just try to play for everyone else, where if you have to make a decision that is solely focused on you, then that's okay to do in the right circumstance. It might not be the best for everyone around you, but you've got to take that into your own hands um, at times. It's not an every moment thing, but it's at the right time and finding at the right time. And I think that's something that, you know, I took a lesson on Mm. big time a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, for those listening at home too, I, I'm curious if you find this, when you even watch the show, do you picture yourself being there on the beach, looking at the stars, like was it Roxroy last season? And just, he, he basically is saying the game is amazing. Obviously I want to win, but the experiences I'm having here at the space to pause and think without distraction is incredibly valuable for my life and taking in the beauty of the stars and the sunset. Uh, I don't know. That's still, it's, I still think many people need that probably don't even know how much they need an experience like that. And if you go in with that right mentality, especially like Mariah from last season of saying, I want to make the most of this. Ryan said it even this season when Jane, when Jeff was talking to him in tribal, he said, I just want to, I just want to make the most of this experience. You can't check every box, but I think you, there's so much to be gained from stepping out and doing something like this. That is so hard. And that's why we tell people to survive at home. It's just a small, fun two night, experience but it is it's crazy you're exhausted there's new people it's intimidating Mm -hmm. you know 
you're having the emotions and you're just playing games. But by the end, a lot of people say, I, I learned something through yeah. an experience like this that was stretching for me. And Alex, you know, I know that's your work with, with coaching people and, and just there's something to that, isn't there, of, of pushing ourselves to try something, well, even if you don't win the million dollars. And oh, it sounds absolutely. cliche, it's actually quite valuable to do so. No, and I think that this is, and, and this is where I, I appreciate you guys so much. And, and again, the, the main reason that we have friendship here is because of this game and, and the conversations that we have had um, because of the experiences, it's, it's, I would just say, if you come in and you play a game like this, like you learn something about yourself, you learn something about what is better for you to, again, how to play the next game, sure but utilize the friendships that you have that you grow and build in this. Like, that's where I would just say, like the only reason that I've ever actually been able to process any of this stuff is because I've dove into conversations with you guys, with Kel, with other people that to, to better understand, like, how did you wait? What did you see happen in this situation? Because mm -hmm. I saw it this way. And anytime that we can do that in life, I think this is what you're talking about, Andrew. Anytime that we can see, we can have someone else say, I think, actually, this is what I saw happen in that situation. You go, what? Because this is how I saw it. Then that's a learning moment. And so that's, mm -hmm. I mean, we know that's the best of Survivor. You're right. Is when people go on, that's, that's what the show is all about. Actually, is about telling a story mm -hmm. about what's going on here. I read actually just the other day about Mark Burnett when he first bought the thing from what was it, England or something? It was a UK series that was strictly, it was more like a survivor man thing. Like it was really just about like put people in the woods. He bought it and was like, yeah, this is less adventure and more drama. Let's turn it into a drama series. Hmm. And so from the outset, his intention was let's see the human condition play out in this game. And I truly believe that these ORGs, <laughs> new phrase to me, um, <laughs> uh carry carry some of that weight and i think that's what's it's fascinating that's why i love it so much you know survivor is a social experiment there we go right we talk about it a lot yeah. it's just like you will never get the same outcome even though the essence of the game is always the same yes you throw six, 18 16 to 20 people depending on the season out onto an island together to learn and build and then vote each other off every couple of days, yet nothing ever looks the same. There's a different journey. There's different characters and personalities that play into each season. Um, and the constant experiment of there's not a way, there's not one way to win Survivor. If you sit down and you play Monopoly, you can have one strategy that is good and will be successful almost all the, a lot of the time, right? Buy everything. Buy everything, right? You've got you've got your strategy, and if you sit down and play, you know, specific card games, you can have strategies to do that. Well, if you come in with a certain strategy, a strategy that worked for Marianne, how many seasons of Survivor would that work in? Strategy that worked for Boston Rob controlling everything, how many seasons of Survivor would that strategy actually work? Boston Rob played four or five times, won once. Tyson played three times, four times, won once. Um, Sandra somehow found her way to win two seasons. Tony played two seasons, very differently, three seasons, two of them very, very differently. One, two of the three and got booted second or third the mm -hmm. other time he played. So his strategies worked twice and he got destroyed on one of them. Mm -hmm. You said something interesting, Jordan, when we, we met up this weekend, 
that what if they did the same season with the exact mm-hmm. same cast and even to bring this literal same people back yeah, one through so. 18 the game would be still fascinating to watch and i think they with should the do history it. of the previous time they played together yeah. playing oh, yeah. into the dynamics who do you well. think okay so let's say season 44 is the season 42 cast who who do you think wins <laughs> Oh man, I, let me go with it. I would here. need, I would need to, I would need to think about that. Sing us um, a song so I can look this up. Yeah, got to run through we the got, cast. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you like, got this person. I can't think of any names. Like, what about Daniel? Does Daniel um, learn a lesson? Chanel, right? Roxroy, Andrew's favorite castaway, Tori. Someone like Jenny, I wonder. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, everyone is. That was an outcry when she went. Tori. Out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Tori, for listening. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Omar. Omar's in there Omar. for sure. I mean, you had your front runners, but it's Lindsay. curious to see would there be John, like Jonathan probably makes it close to as far because everyone's like, yeah, we can use you, yeah. but you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindsay was, I know Lindsay ended up coming fifth, but Lindsay could have easily won that. Season I feel like they would vote Lindsay out earlier. Like that's the well, kind of thing where you, you learn go. where like, oh, yeah. these people, it's the people who snuck by that would get an earlier vote. That's fair. I yeah. think. I even wonder um, someone like Mike Turner, Rossi? like he, he goes back on there and learn if he can learn yeah. as we talked about, learn about yourself, learn that you can't he you remember at the end he kind of had the devil standards there. Yeah. yeah. He, if he fine-tunes yeah. that, I mean he can he can have a, a winning game for sure. Yeah. That's that's a fun game to play. You're right. That would be fascinating. And that was a great cast to do it with. Like it's a, that's the kind of thing yep. where you go, like, yep, go run it back and back and exactly. let's see what that di- dynamic is. And if Marion well, wins again, so be it. And this is what, you know, my secret pitch to anyone who has connections to the survivor community, which there are many, honestly, it's, it's a smaller community versus some of the other reality shows out there. Um, Hartley even last week and his, his class at McMaster, but I, a dream of mine would be to host maybe even an entire cast or a large chunk of a cast and do like an online reality game for them. Cause I think they're craving an experience like it, unless they're traumatized. But why not? Hey, come and play a game like ours. We'll host it for yeah. you. We'll run it. It'll be a really cool experience for us to meet some of these heroes that we see on TV and give them a chance to recreate a little bit of a game. I Look at, that, look at you guys. You keep coming back to the same stupid thing, coming back to the well. <laughs> so, well, we get paid very well. Yes. yes. You guys get yes, paid a lot, well. a lot yeah. of money to do this. So, um, and, you know, one other thing I want to say in all this social game, we love it. We're learning. Why do they not have two-hour episodes? When oh. will we see longer episodes like every other show on TV so that we can just take it in more, so we can hear more of these stories? I, I think yeah. it's the one thing they have to still figure out. And now, especially they have 26 days, they, they, they have more time in their schedule to put together even an hour and a half that hour come and a half on episode. guys you've got more time what's yeah. the, what is it's a ratings game isn't it Look, this, that yeah. would be cbs saying is it worth an hour time slot when we could have uh the bachelorette and have all these in paradise i don't know thrown after this like i like how you know the schedule of those shows oh, <laughs> i always think no i was trying to think what's the crappy show that comes on after next time on survivor it's usually like 911 or some sort NCIS of CIS or yeah, yeah fire department mm, show. Yeah, yeah, right. And people love know. that. They do. So, they eat it up. I don't know. I mean, I you agree. just look at like but the breakdown of this episode. Ten minutes in, we're into the challenge already. And yet still, we didn't get a ton of time on the Cocoa Beach when they were getting ready for tribal. 
we didn't have a ton. We had a couple minutes um, right before we saw the breakdown of the journey and then a couple minutes when Gio is back and that's it. Meanwhile, I think the meat part of the episode, in my opinion, is all that pre-tribal dynamics. What's going to happen? Who wants to vote who out? What are the plans? What's the breakdown? Where do advantages and idols sit? Like that's the part of the episode that we want to see. The other stuff is important. The journey is important. The uh, intro from last tribal, uh, the challenge, um, finding the idol uh, or finding the beware advantage. for That's all important stuff that has to be in the episode, but we need it to be spread out over longer so we can get more of what you really want to see, which is the breakdown of the votes. If anything happens at tribal, I feel like they've barred live tribals now. Um, those are not happening at all at this point. Um, did they happen in 41 or 42? Maybe they did a couple of times, but oh, yeah, yeah they did 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna yeah. see, I think we're gonna, gonna see it later. Maybe when I there's more people, sure. maybe it's too straightforward with five people in a tribal. Yeah, they all know each other. They've been yeah. together for 11 days. Have you spent 11 mm-hmm. days with five people before? Like, I, I don't know when, the, yeah. except my family. Um, and and you know everything. Like, there's yeah. you sit at dinner, you're like, Yeah, um, hi, everyone, how's your food? Like there's nothing else to talk about right. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get to the merge. We're going to see there wasn't yeah. enough time to talk on the beach. We've got to get up and whisper something. So yeah. Or something's changed since then. And I wasn't able to tell you about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. We just went on, we hit a bunch of topics here. Uh, back into, I just want to go back into camp before we head into tribal council, because Geo comes back and confident. Everyone's going to vote out Cassidy shares his idol, which or shares his advantage, which we talked about. Cassidy now, this is the moment we were talking about earlier in the podcast. Uh, Cassidy wants to vote out Ryan. She's getting nervous, paranoid about Geo coming back um, potentially with an advantage. And James and Carla, who are in absolute control without trying to be too outward about it, um, they want to vote Geo. They, they got the numbers. They know they're good. They're safe. Um, it, this is the second episode in a row where it feels just like one of my favorite, I referenced this many times on the podcast, but one of my favorite moments in Survivor is in ep- uh, season 40, Boston, Robin, Parvati sit on the beach and go, are we playing Survivor for everybody? And it feels like Geo, or not Geo, feels like James and Carla are like, we're right. in control. We're playing for everyone on this tribe, but why are people not falling in line a little bit um, with us? And Cassidy's, yeah, they said, Cassidy's becoming Lindsay number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just wrote in I in my notes that I make before the uh, podcast. I wrote in all capital other letters. Don't make the same mistake. You you voted out Lindsay and then came back and we're like, oh, we should have got rid of Geo, or at least we're we're thinking to yourselves, Geo's still here and we have to deal with that and we got to get him out at some point. And now you're going into a tribal second chance to get Geo out. And I get it that Cassidy's getting a little paranoid and nervous, but don't fall into the same trap you just fell into because you want, if you vote out Geo, you want to work with Cassidy moving forward. If you vote out Cassidy, you still don't want to work with Geo moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the longer sighted decision. And yes, I agree with you hundred percent. Are we wanting to talk about Ryan's? <laughs> what was me? I don't, I don't nice even... to me. Well, just his, you know, his little uh, Emmy award winning. He's a nice guy. We know, uh, we know that kind of uh, from connections within the Survivor home community, even. But yeah, this was cool. this was hard to watch. I have to admit, it was not. Uh, first of all, I thought he was going to be going home, and then just to see the way he put on this acting, it was it was ah, it was uncomfortable. Like okay, 
and yeah. they come over and they all know and even carla trolls him at one point it's like yeah oh you're being very believable like keep doing what you're doing <laughs> and imagine him, imagine him watching that right now he he would just be kicking himself no he'd be celebrating he, because it made the tribe stronger you know whatever it is uh, it makes uh, the tribe he'd be <laughs> that was his whole pitch wasn't it even uh, that yeah that at the tribe the tribal and yeah he uh, went too much he put too much it was just just dunked it a little too much in the uh in the maple syrup there to to be a little too sweet with the 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 test there i think and and jeff was onto that he's like really like really ryan this is what you're doing he's like yeah, yeah. kill jeff him with, with a good jeff with a good line of like i think who he asked this to where he said about the sword you know he's sharpening he's putting the sword ryan. right there why don't we just push you onto it mm-hmm. yeah like, if you're ryan. gonna set it up for me just push you onto it makes my life easier the hardest part of the game is going to tribal and voting out someone so if some if a player is going to basically offer themselves up cool okay go ahead it's not me so see you later goodbye they had other plans um well this is why it's unfortunate the way that ryan tried to play this because anyone watching or sorry any even anyone on the tribe it's like okay dude it's a survivor you're not giving up like i know unless you're in great peril you're not giving up so stop with the spiel of oh yeah i guess i'll be happy to go like clearly that means he's got another plan and yeah, that's right. why it was so it was like a, watching your kids try to play hide like hiding something it's like i can kind of see it but oh where did it go i don't know it's right there so just got the oreo crumbs yeah. again right yeah <laughs> right you exactly. can see the oreo crumbs in his teeth it all comes back to oreos <laughs> anyway it just I it always just get oreo weird. oreos are so bad i got like deep grooves in my teeth they always get stuck in my teeth now you mentioned just that. eat another one that, just push it out like is those that the coins. only way it's like those the coin casino coin slots at the stoville fair just put, put, put another coin in and eventually it'll knock it out until they start coming out until they come and that's <laughs> okay. what you do with the oreos just just keep putting them in you heard it here first folks yes Oh man. I agree. I think that was pay- it was painful. It was uh, yeah, it was obvious. Yeah. It was a you don't play that anymore. Like this is the thing. You can't you can't ham it up that much. No. And expect no. it to fly. Um but on the other hand, you didn't have much of hearing other people going like, oh. "Really?" I mean, I guess cuz everyone knew. Um well, yeah, everyone what we saw the the really moments were um Carla and Cassidy and James like planning, no, not vote out Ryan. We'll vote out Geo instead. We, you know, we don't need to vote out Ryan at this point. Um, and just letting him, I think they even talked about it. Just let him do his thing. He can think he's a hero. And Carla just with cheeky grins all over the place with at everyone other than James on this tribe. Um, Cause of the way that they're, they're playing. We get into the vote and survivor making it dramatic. First vote, Cassidy, second vote, Cassidy, third vote, Geo, fourth vote, Geo. So we're tied 2 2. We were, con- I referenced it earlier. We were confident it was Geo, but there was a little bit of me. I don't know about you guys, but a little bit of me thought, ooh, imagine the drama if Cassidy's name comes up right now. That would mm-hmm. be pretty fun to deal with the fallout of that. But then Geo's vote pops up 3 2, Geo is out, and two draws dropped and hit the floor very quick right after that geo and ryan did not expect that vote to happen mm. at all um and uh hashtag sandra bullock hashtag <laughs> sandra bullock uh geo in disbelief is his uh torch is getting snuffed and uh ryan carla gives ryan a little look like we'll talk later 
I'm sorry, but we'll talk later. And the smile that's been on Ryan's face since he decided to pretend to fall on the sword is wiped off very quickly. You know, you know what it is as I think about this and all that played out and where I started with this take on like worst episode of the season. I think I know what it is now. It was like, I didn't get, it was like going to bed and not getting like a good night kiss from your parents or your spouse at this point, whoever it might be that like that seals the day. It's like, okay, the day is done. You live with your in-laws, don't you? I think (laughs) I do. I also live with my wife. So both. Um, And so this, (laughs) the after tribal, Jeff says, get your things, go back to camp. Good night. He didn't have a thing to say. He didn't have a send off. He didn't have a, a, he didn't have a night. He could have, there could have been so much. And I felt like it was empty, you know? There was a lot of potential in that. Right. This tribe was so strong and now seems to be crumbling apart. You better build it back together quick or you're going to be the ones falling on the sword or like, you know, something like that lots of potential and they cut it or he didn't say it that to me is a miss just dub it over it. like the same thing it's yep. just jeff not talking but then it's his voice <laughs> <laughs> anyways not a yeah. not a big deal but i think actually does play into like i made a comment on it after i was like what he didn't even jeff dad <laughs> well and i think that's that's the point is we need more like give us more of the show we don't want it yeah. to end and especially if it's not a great final word before you close your eyes. Right. Yeah. You know, give me more. Last give me more. Sorry. It just felt like it felt like a lot of the same of the beads and the journey. And the journey was crap because they're on a boat. They can't talk to each other while they're, well, they're paddling through treacherous water. Yeah. Uh, you've got this weird thing with with the one tribe spilling all the information. So there's no secrecy. I guess there's an element to like they're spilling everything, but there's no secret. That just a lot of it added up to a. Uh, Eh, like, and it gets the end vote. We're like, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of tension, but we kind of saw it coming. So overall, that's why I give this episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I said to Steph? I said to Steph that this, because she agreed, she said it's not the most epic season, even compared to the last couple that we've seen. I I said, I think this is one of the more relatable casts I've seen in a long time. I feel like these are people I know, I feel like I could hang out with them. They're all fairly normal. Like none of them seem super intimidating that I couldn't make a connection with them. So to see them building this. And like you said, Alex, I've, I, I'm hopeful that as we head into mm-hmm. the merge, this, it will really shift gears. So I'm enjoying it from that perspective of just, you're, it's like you're watching your friend play. <laughs> wow. I just don't have enough friends is what I'm saying. Yeah, I need, that's just yeah. it. I'll be your friend, even Thanks. though you're, to me i'll be your friend <laughs> thanks jordan appreciate it you're welcome that's what uh, all andrew's friends say to him <laughs> yeah i'll be your friend you're mean to me but i'll be your friend exactly it's just a defense it's a coping those, mechanism those are the christmas the laughter. cards he gets <laughs> yeah I, I care deep down i really do um alex anything else for yourself just uh, as you head into uh you know the merge anything that you're hoping we'll see any thoughts on all these idols are we going to see a big blow up yeah, I think I've, you know, I've kind of talked about that. It's interesting to see now all, how all of these things are going to come together. That's the best part of these three small tribes uh, that the merge really feels like a, ooh, like, what are we really mixing together now? Um, which is different than having some swaps before the merge. Uh, I, I like this style of gameplay of the game better coming to this point. 
And whatever they teased us with is, is interesting on what did they show? They're like, there's another twist and I don't, they're not going to do the hourglass again. Oh, they better not. No, no, they're not. So, so what's it going to be? Is it a live vote right then? Is it uh, mm. somebody, you know, that's, that's what I'm There thinking. was a comment that was made. I can't remember the exact comment, but there was a comment that was made that made me think potentially yeah. a live vote right there or they're voting like right after trial, something Safety really chain. quick turnaround. Safety. Someone said, um, someone time. said nowhere to hide, which is one of the famous survivor at home challenges. Never know. Oh, right. Where they open discussion and vote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what someone, someone said yeah. nowhere to hide. Um, whether it's in reference to Andrew Ironside's survivor at home, nowhere to probably. hide game. Yeah. It's probably, that's almost certainly what they're referencing, uh-huh. but, um, but we'll see if it actually is what they're going to be doing. <laughs> That is cool. Um, so I'm, I am excited again. I think I'm, I'm always in and, and we'll see this through to the end. Um, and let's say this, you guys have made me enjoy this episode a lot more than I did coming off of it last night. And this is what the conversation does. So find some good people to talk about survivor with, and you'll enjoy it even more than you already do. And I feel like, I think Andrew, you were talking about this. It's building, it's building up. Everything is, is going to, kind of an explosion can happen at the merge, a couple votes into the merge, an explosion of, of the different aspects of the game and dynamics and votes and advantages. The explosion is, is coming with this group, but we're not there yet. And so Alex can be bored for now. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Um, I thought you were going to steal the ending. Like you stole the start, Alex. So that's why we paused. Pack up your things. Good night. Thank you everyone for joining us on survivor at home. The podcast. My name is Jordan alongside Andrew. Follow us on Twitter uh, and Instagram. We look forward to interacting with you. Send us some questions about the episode, interact with us for next week as well. Ask some questions. We'll have some fan questions to answer. We are looking forward to it and we will see you then. Bye.